Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. Scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends, and happy Thursday. Yesterday we saw that every single child of God is valuable. They have inherent and innate value. And that's going to come into play because when every child has value, even when we sin, we need to treat them as valuable and worthy of respect and love. So today, Jesus sets out a framework for how to deal with sin. So let's dive right into Matthew chapter 18, verse 15, reading from the ESV. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, Take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. So we see here that Jesus lays out this framework. First, if someone sins against you, to go to them privately. Not to spread it around, but to go privately. And then if they don't listen and accept your reproof and your rebuke, then you can involve one or two other people. Again, keeping it to a small circle. And then, if again they do not hear you, you bring it to the body of believers. And then, if they still do not listen, he says, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Now, this is something I have really mulled over and prayed about and wrestled with over the past couple years, and something that God really laid on my heart, and this is only my two cents, is that we treat unbelievers and believers differently. Not differently in the means of love or respect or service or even forgiveness, but we do treat them differently in regards to accountability. Now, unbelievers, even though they personally do not believe in God's law, nor do they try to uphold it, their sins still separate them from God and their sins are just as serious. But they do not claim to follow and uphold God's word. So we do not hold them accountable to that, although we can still speak truth lovingly into their lives. However, believers or proclaimed Christians, on the other hand, they say they are living their lives according to God's word. They say they are living their lives following Christ. And so as a body of believers, it is our job to hold them accountable to that. And so in that way, I think it is different how we treat believers and unbelievers in terms of accountability. And for me, that's what I I see and that's what I understand when Jesus says this. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, 
let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. So we saw that Jesus lays out this framework of privately addressing sin, then with a small group, and then with a body of believers. And now we will see what he has to say about forgiveness. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? So picture a friend, a family member, an acquaintance doing the same thing over and over the same sin and Peter asks how many times do I forgive seven times which if you've been there with someone sinning against you over and over and hurting you over and over seven times can feel very generous but what does Jesus say Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. Now, a talent is equivalent to twenty years of daily wages. So that's like an insane amount of money. <laughs> what is that? 200,000 days wages. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. Now, a denarius was a day's wage. So, compared to 200,000 days' wages, this second servant only owes 100 days' wages. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant! I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me, and should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers, until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you 
if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. So we see here, why do we forgive 77 times? Why do we forgive so many times when someone repeatedly sins over and over again? And should you not have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? We see that Jesus forgives us over and over and over again. How many times have you fallen short? How many times have I? More than I can count. And Jesus, the Father, forgives us every single time. And so we should show that same forgiveness to our neighbors. Now, we won't spend too long on this, but I would like to mention that forgiveness does not mean there will be no consequences. Forgiveness does not mean that you have to put up with toxic behavior without expecting a positive change. That is not what forgiveness is about. But forgiveness is not about holding the past against someone. It's about wiping the slate clean, just like Christ has done for us. I will see you tomorrow morning. I am so proud of you for starting with scripture. If you enjoy these free podcasts, please consider contributing to the ministry at Hesed Heart. You can do this through the Anchor app or by visiting hesedheart.com slash give. You can also visit hesedheart.com for even more resources, including faith-based yoga and Bible-based meditations.